world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from Red Pill Project sent you. We're 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee, with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. This is my partner in truth, Andrea, here. We are here bright and early every day, Monday through Friday, to bring you the news and events of the day, to get our day started, figure out what the heck is going on in this cursed wonderland world. And uh, we want to start by saying God bless the Red Pill family and let you know how thankful we are for all of the listeners and dedicated family members we have made over the years and friends. It's just wonderful. So thank you all so much for tuning in. It's an honor to be here to speak and to be listened to because, let's face it, we're just a couple average average bozos here getting together trying to spread truth and have conversations and do our part in this crazy world. And you are all here to listen. And it's a beautiful thing. And we appreciate you all so much. Andrea, good morning. How you doing? I'm pretty good. It is Wednesday. It is pre-Thanksgiving. And right. um, like most of you, um, we all have our pre-Thanksgiving preparations. I will be making a pie today. Oh. I'm sharing that responsibility with my, with my mother. I demand pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> I actually, I'm a really good baker. I suck at cooking. Um, but I, I, I can bake like a mad woman, let me tell you. And I make a really, really mean, uh, rhubarb pie. Mm. It is highly requested in in my household. So that is what I will be making today. Is I mean, it's pie. probably not rhubarb strawberry because strawberries ruin it. Just rhubarb. You may Can not. Okay. I was going to say, you may not need this special dish, but I know a lot of people are going to be bringing a special dish to their uh, Thanksgiving tables this year, and it's going to be a fresh dish of red pills. <laughs> I don't need that in my house. <laughs> and there's nobody, and we, we didn't, don't invite people to our house. So. <laughs> there's no pinkos coming to the party? Okay. No. Well. Nope. That's nope, good. all of our all of our family is banned. <laughs> oh <my laughs> joking. <laughs> you are not welcome here. <laughs> oh lord. No, we well, just all of our family lives out of state and so yeah, nobody likewise. travels. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of so. them. So um yeah, unfortunately a lot of people are going to be getting together with all types of different people and having all these fun conversations around their Thanksgiving table. Just remember um have a good time. Don't let anything ruin your day. And uh, I wish you all the Don't best. Don't burn the turkey. Don't burn the turkey. Do not burn the turkey. Do you do not want, like, you know, the the, <laughs> um, fam the National Lampoon's family vacation or whatever where they – or no, what is it? Uh, I don't remember what movie it is. I'm terrible with movies. When they, you know, get the turkey and it's all beautiful. It's got Chevy Chase in there. They cut it open and go – yeah, you don't want that to happen. Don't do that to your turkey. <laughs> right, don't burn your giblets. And, and if you um, use a deep fryer, don't set anything on fire. Yeah, do not. Be very careful. Take your your safety precautions there. Yeah, Christmas vacation. Christmas I knew. Vacation. I thought that's what it was. Nadine on Thank fire. You, How you doing? Um, <laughs> luckily, I will be around a bunch of awake people as well. And actually, it's a very small Thanksgiving this year. And... Uh, so I won't have to have any of these difficult conversations to have where people try to get political and spread fake news and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it's oftentimes people who don't actually follow politics and follow the news are the ones who spew the fake news and get really emotional. And I guarantee you everybody who listens to this could just debunk anything that comes their way. 
and that's a beautiful thing. But uh, I think like a part of me that's really spiteful and a jerk, and I think especially if I still drank alcohol, um, <laughs> what I would do if I was uh, in that situation where everybody's like, Biden is the best, he's doing great in the economy, he lowered the price of medications, which is fake, which is false, I would just be like, I would just insist that the turkey didn't kill itself all day. <laughs> this my... turkey did not kill itself. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to be a dick and <laughs> make a point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, I, it's a good thing that we don't do this because um, if we had, if I had family members that were not awake and tried arguing with me over stuff, I, it would be the most memorable Thanksgiving. It, there'd be like fireworks, fireworks. <laughs> And nobody would ever come see me again, <laughs> well, <laughs> which I'd be what would actually happened in my life to cause my family members not to want to celebrate the holidays oh with me. We'll just, you know, leave that one open ended. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, hopefully people come together and we have a little bit of light shining through this dark, dark world that we find ourselves in today. And I hope you all enjoy it. Um. We'll certainly be doing our best to do that. And that video that we watched at the intro was another one of Megalifornia's videos. Megalifornia is on Twitter. You could follow him there. And please do share your love and uh, catch all these videos before we do I, or I, as we do. I will say, though, with that video, yeah. I was expecting a second part to that video. Like, I was oh. showing all these beautiful American families and they're celebrating and they're grateful and they're thankful. And I was totally expecting it to, like, you to know, pan dark. over to a scene where. You know, there's writing, and oh. this is the new Grateful America. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the, isn't that the truth, man? <laughs> yeah, because we haven't had one of those kind of Americas for I think a really long time no. in the 1950s, 1960s, well, 70s, 80s, maybe. Maybe I just had old school neighbors and friends and family, but in the 90s, I feel like it was similar to that still. Yeah, maybe. At least for me, maybe so. Um, yeah. But yeah, looking at those old-timey reels, man, really makes my heart hurt to see how the world is today, huh? Hopefully we can yeah. get back on track and people will get their minds back from the devil. Yep. I'm I just hope kidding. So. Okay. Well, let's talk about the news. Let's do it. Um, we'll start with a little finance. Credit Suisse has a $1.6 billion loss estimated for quarter four and $88 billion in client outflows due to loss of confidence. Uh-oh. And where's the I called it button or Josh's I called it button. We called it. Red Pill Project called it. Red Pill, a lot of people are calling it. Anybody with their head on straight has called this. And I thought this was really funny, too, despite the economic collapse that we're witnessing. Um, it was tweeted out by Wall Street Silver, this news story. And uh, this is a bank run in prog process, they said. The New York Times did an article on me about two months ago implying I was wrong about Credit Suisse, but here we go. Mammoth outflows. Credit Suisse experiences historic outflows in fourth quarter of 2022. Look at this chart. You see a good inflow, 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 slight outflows, and then boom, massive outflow. Not good. Bank run in no. progress, and Jer not Jerome Powell. This parody account re replied, "Delete this shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes love. you wonder if we're going to see a, 
<laughs> if we're going to see a, a repeat of, um, you know, 2008 and oh, the bank bailouts. And... Oh, my gosh. What did they say? Imagine oh, that on steroids. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot worse than what we saw in 2008, 2009. And this is exactly, which is why I brought the two, uh, the I told you so comment, exactly what Josh was talking about last night on the Daily Dose, if you guys caught it. And here we go, just one day into another, rolling through, and just like butter, it's just falling together just as predicted. Um this is the same kind of thing that happened to FTX. And that was Josh's point last night. We see this happening with FTX. He said, next, it's going to be the dollar in the banks. Just wait. And we didn't have to wait long because it was happening as we were discussing it. And we've been anticipating this for quite a while. So um, everybody, make sure you take action. I will do a quick plug shamelessly. It helps us. It helps you. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott's team over at getgoldtoday.com will help you get your 401ks, your IRAs into more secure investments based on professional opinions and your personal goals and preferences as well. So you could get a free consultation at getgoldtoday.com. Let them know that Joshua Reed from the Redfield Project or Vince sent you. And uh, check that out and check out your options and and, and do that. So uh, moving on, let's talk about, let's get out of finance. Let's. This yeah. is the biggest thing that's happening. We're going to be watching this and uh, keeping you all posted. But we don't want to talk about it all. So we want to get into the nitty gritty. So let's talk about U.S. news. What's going on, Andrea? Yeah, it's deja vu all over again. Rona McDaniel and GOP skipped town after Arizona election chaos and massive voter suppression. Imagine that. Oh, they skipped town? <laughs> yep, they skipped town. So um, there was a, apparently a voter in Arizona. Oops. And by the name of uh, Don Serber, he says, what the heck am I, Don Serber, getting in this relationship? I vote Republican and they act against my political interest. Don was on to something. Back in 2021, after the shocking election results from November, when Democrats who were suddenly soundly defeated on election, they locked the doors on the counting rooms and continued to drive truckloads of mysterious ballots into the counting centers. Only when they took the lead in each battleground state did they call the election for basement dummy Joe Biden. The GOP fled the scene. Then on January 6, 2021, when a million conservative voters joined President Donald Trump at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C., the GOP skipped town again. Rona McDaniel and the GOP elites went to their winter retreat at the Ritz-Carlton on Amelia Island in Florida. Imagine that. Hmm. Fast forward to 2022, the elections in Arizona were a chaotic disaster. There are thousands of reports of voter suppression. At least 30% of the voting tabulators did not work in Maricopa County. Voters were locked out of voting rooms. <clears throat> they were told to vote elsewhere, then told to return to their original precinct. The printers were broken down. They were tossing ballots in boxes and black bags and mixing them with counting, counted votes. This is a clear case of voter suppression. The results in the state must not be certified. But once again, the conservative voters are left to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. They uh, once, and there's a big, this guy's got this big thread that he posted on Twitter that I'm not going to cool. read. But basically, you know, the GOP left again. Yeah. And they're like, okay, voting's done. See ya. And th- they don't even stand up. I mean, I don't know why this is a should be a, of no surprise to everybody. They did sure. this to us in 2020 with the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it all over again. Holy smokes. So, You're absolutely right. Something, something needs to give, but it's a crapshoot on whether it will or not. 
we can only pray and hope, man. And if you're in these states where people are taking action, then participate in getting the truth out there and standing up for what's right and spreading the truth because that's really all we got right now. And they aren't certifying the election in two counties in Arizona, which is fantastic. We just have to see where this goes. Uh, historical moments happening here. We have to fix this. This is like the only thing we're holding on to in this whole scam election, which probably had fraud in every single state. So if this doesn't get addressed and we go into 2024 with this issue, it is not going to be pretty one way or another. Well, I think even if we do solve it, it's not going to be pretty. So, but this is, I think, very key to our futures being going in the direction we want them to go. Yeah. We do not have free and fair elections. I can assure you of that. And I think we all know that. And um, even those people that are not awake know that. They do. I get everybody knows that. Oh. It's um, the question isn't isn't do we have free and fair elections? The question is what are we going to do about the fact that our elections are not fair and free? Um, because even I've even seen articles, and I don't ever post them in here, but I've seen articles that said that even the GOP is. Um, leaning more towards the mail and universal mail and ballots and stuff. No. And it kind of suggests the GOP is wanting to do the same thing that the Democrats are doing, which is try their hand at cheating. Yeah, which and... reminds me, I saw a post by a Republican today on Twitter and I retweeted it and I said, does this seem like a terrible idea to anybody else? Hell no, am I going to do this? And what they said was, Republicans need to start ballot stuffing themselves in order to get yep. the upper hand. And I said, yep. what? Are you crazy the moment you do that they're gonna throw you all in jail you dummies we need to do this ethically and correctly and that's the only way we're gonna do it are you kidding me right now that's no different than the fascism we're facing is if we become those fascists get out of here with that i was just i, I think that's wrong. absurd don't make it right that's the bottom line we need to start demanding um accountability we need to start demanding transparency and and that's that's really where it needs to go. Um, we need to push our elected representatives into making sure that there's legislation in place that protects our voting rights, and that um, we we demand that the courts you know uphold the law because that's the other part of this equation too is that courts aren't up because courts want to be seen as as bipartisan or nonpartisan. Um, they're, they don't, they don't want to be the ones that decide an election. They don't have to, they can demand recounts, you know, and say, okay, this obviously there's something wrong here, mm -hmm. you know, for the sake of free and fair elections and for the sake of transparency, we're going to redo this election. And if it comes out the same, then it comes out the same, but this is how we're going to do it and lay it out. But they don't want to do that. wonder why. I wonder why. And, and I want to say something to your point you made early on here with this, and that was that people from all sides know that there's corruption. They know that Antifa was paid. And I think of Roxy. Roxy told me an amazing story, and this is kind of coming out of that and, and, and whatnot, what I see uh, elsewhere. But people know there's corruption, whether you're yeah. on the left or the right or the middle or far left or far right, especially everybody kind of has this idea of how effed up everything is and they see it. They see it. 
they're mm-hmm. not blind. They know Soros is paying people off. They know that BLM and Antifa are kind of agitating things and that they're paid off. They know that there's ballot harvesting and people are paid off to do that. They know all this stuff's going on. The problem is their solution that looks ideal to them is communism, whereas the solution for us is our original foundation of capitalism and being a republic. We need to find that common ground where we agree things are effed up and find the best solution. We need to get them away from this communist ideology that seems so good to them where they think communism's cool and Klaus Schwab's going to save the day and then the world's going to flood. It's all based on misinformation and lack of information where it's just word of mouth to be in the club you have to agree with this and do you want to be labeled a racist it's psychological warfare on that level and the only way to get through it is to communicate the truth and the facts of the matter and have people actually understand the fundamentals of everything we're talking about i mean at a real low level and a perfect a perfect example and uh I'm guilty of this. We talk about this stuff, but if somebody with no experience in the truth comes and listens to us, it goes right over their head because they don't have those fundamental things to uh, interpret this stuff, the fundamental knowledge to interpret it. And this happened with my Makes You Think show on Saturday, uh, Horrific Hollywood, that Jim Bob and I did. We're talking about Hollywood conspiracies and this, and somebody commented, and uh, thank you for commenting. They said... "Um." You know, for somebody who's recently red-pilled, I need more context for all of this. What the hell are you guys talking about? Because we're on another level of we know the context, we know what's going on, we know the like baseline conspiracies behind it, and we're going deeper. So uh, when you're having conversations with your family this week and debates and, and whatnot, try to find that common ground and stay civil, and maybe you could uh, pass a red pill on peacefully and start making a little bit of progress into the world we want and the world that's actually best for everybody yeah exactly and you know start with the most common knowledge stuff don't don't you know if you're trying to red pill your family for the first time don't start throwing out some of the more wild conspiracy theories i guess you could call them or ideas um start with the stuff that they know about start with the things that are affecting their lives the economy you know, um, politics in general. Hey, this you know. turkey sure was expensive this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or man, I, you know, you can even red pill your family members that are not coming to see you. You know, man, I really wish I could have come to see you, but airline tickets are just simply too much money. You know, um, I, I don't think that that's a terrible, you know, a way to approach this stuff. You know, it, it's one of those things where, um they're only going to change when they want to see the change when they want to change um you can't you can't force the truth down someone or into someone and they have to want to see it for themselves you know and the best thing to do is if they start balking and it starts causing problems uh unless you're super confrontational it's probably just best to change the topic you know Talk about your families. Talk about the things that are going that's going on in your lives, and you know things like that. Um, I hate to see anybody's, you know, day ruined. You know, and they're with their families and stuff. Um, just because it should be a time that we're thankful for our families and we're thankful for our friends and 
you know, it's hard when they, when we want them to wake up and they don't want to themselves. Yeah. Sorry. I'm doing a little background stuff. Um, lots going on in this crazy thing. Yeah. But we can move on. Um, we've got, this one is not anything that's super overly important i guess just kind of like keep your eye on it absolutely this could the, be uh, could get bad. it could be but it's not as of right now the union rejects proposed labor contract with freight railroads potential strike in incoming weeks this is something that's been going on for months now they've been trying to negotiate um a, a new contract with the union between the union and the railroad workers and um, they want more money and they want better sick pay and better vacation and better paid time off and stuff like that. And um, I think it really, it's a matter of economics. I don't think that the union can justify giving those people those things because they don't have the money. And um, the people are insisting on it because the cost of living is simply too much and it's too great. Mm -hmm. um, inflation is skyrocketing and people want compensation to cover that. I really don't think they're going to get it. So who knows? We're kind of at an impasse. I know Joe Biden tried to stick his dumb thumb in there <laughs> and really screwed things up and nobody liked his. The railroad work. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> uh, no, the, the railroad workers didn't like it. The union didn't like it. Like nobody liked Joe Biden's <laughs> solutions. So, you know, um, he's better off sticking that dumb thumb up his butt because he'll, you know, accomplish more. But whatever. <laughs> Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're still not, I think they're closer, but the problem is, is that I believe there's at least 12 different, uh, so the union covers 12 different branches of workers okay. and they all have to agree. Mm -hmm. So it has to be a unanimous right. decision. Wow. And so even if one of them doesn't agree, it, it flushes the whole thing. Um, this is this is this is um, concerning because if they don't come to an agreement, we could see further delays in goods being transported. Not just goods, but fuel. Yeah, Energy, it's really gonna coal, cause um, gas. Yeah. So yeah, something to keep our eyes on. And you know, if they really wanted to crash the system, they would just never come to an agreement here and stop all that. So uh, the shit hit the fan situation of this occurring is. A potential path forward so make sure you prepare yeah prepare for the worst hope for the best yeah for sure um gunning for u.s biden administration continues arming more federal agents than members of the u.s military we talked about this too uh it's really interesting they're coming after our guns and they are absolutely absolutely trashing our prized military meanwhile arming their federal agents buying bullets by the millions and doing all this and it's extremely frightening um yeah they're really what they're doing is they're turning the agencies of the government into a weaponized private police force for yeah. their tyrannical government and that's really what this boils down to you know why would you need eighty-seven thousand more irs agents why do you need armed irs agents you know what are they going to be doing going door to door put a gun to your head and demand that you write them a check or what i mean like i don't understand it, 
I don't understand the, the basis for needing to do this other than something very sinister, obviously. It doesn't make any sense to me why um, they would, but I, I guarantee you the IRS isn't the only one. They're also arming EPA agents. Um, I saw that the other day. And um, what's what's the need for all of this? You know, that's the thing that we have to be asking ourselves. And most people don't know that this is even happening. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Let's move on here. I wanted to talk about Jen Psaki. She oh, really, God. really does not want to give a sworn deposition in a, in a civil lawsuit seeking to expose the Biden regime collusion with big tech to violate the First Amendment rights of Americans. She simply stated that she's too darn busy to show up. <laughs> I don't think you have, I don't think she has a choice. Yeah, hopefully they get her red-headed butt I'm in there. I'm pretty sure that when you're required to show up to depose in a civil lawsuit, that it's required. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if know. the system holds up or if they just bend over for Saki and let her get away with this. But uh, as these investigations and these hearings happen, hopefully we see some progress and some actual justice served. Yeah. That, that house of cards needs to come down. It does. Too much crime has been gotten away with. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not crime, well, then come talk about it. Let's figure it out. What's the big deal? Right. Uh, you know, Adam Kinzinger uh, was threatening Cat Turd the other day. We covered it, and it was absolutely hilarious. The internet was having a great time while Adam Kissinger is training and some exclusive footage came out. Oops. Sorry, guys. Some exclusive footage came out of him training in order to finally defeat Cat Turd. Oh, good. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Watch out, Cat Turd. <laughs> right? That's, you know, some scary stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. And um, we saw that Elon and AOC have a history of butting heads. Mm, um, yes. But they finally worked out their differences, and this was actually leaked as well. Okay. Are they going to have children now? Maybe. <laughs> perfect I'm breaking all the rules I'm breaking all the rules well, I guess uh, we might make some mistakes who knows I think one of the biggest problems we have in DC is that everyone's egos are too big I, I actually just prefer to have no titles at all you're opening yourself up I'm just being me Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's like so, kind of it kind of reminds me of like this creepy weird like video dating video. 
Let's let's just say I'm glad I'm not. I don't have to date anymore. <laughs> Dating's the worst. Uh, yeah, it really oh, is. Especially in today's day and age. Oh, oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine. You know, it, it it's funny because um, AOC is one of those where she she I think obviously has some some esteem issues because mm-hmm. she tries to to act like she's a lot smarter and a lot um more together than she is i don't know i feel i in some ways i feel bad for her but that's i think mostly just because she's so dumb Look, it's like oh you poor little dumb thing i'm so sorry for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know a lot of these people who are part of this um war especially on the on the radical left which I would consider her to be a part of are going to be taken advantage by the bigger fish and thrown under the bus. And it's unfortunate for them, uh, that they have this false sense of security that they're just going to win in a landslide. There's no way it just never works that way. There's well, always she obviously hasn't even figured out how to be a politician, like a good politician. She hasn't figured out how to make millions of dollars yet. She's not I mean, even... it takes somebody really <laughs> dumb in Congress to not figure that out, right? Um, like, most politicians figure that out in the first year know. or two. I don't She's know. She's been in for, like, four years. And no, she doesn't. She's, her I've, net worth is, like, $80,000. I've read different things. I don't know. I've read that she's rich. I've read that she's poor. I don't know what. I don't she's know. She's not rich. Interesting. She's not rich. I did. I did actually quite a bit of research on this because I wanted an answer. That's fascinating. And, no, she she's, can't, she's not, not even. Wow. So maybe she's, she's not even smart enough to figure out how to, to, you know. I think maybe she's just system. super radicalized, and or she's just super dumb. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Um, She'd be like, I can't figure out how to get rich in here. Do I start taking my clothes off? Do I like serve drinks? What do I what? What do I do? Wow. Well, this story is will come at no surprise to anybody. Remember the Colorado shooting that happened a few days ago? Uh, multiple people passed away. May they rest in peace. Um, it was at a gay nightclub called Q in Colorado. Um, when this initially broke, there was a lot of confusion as to who this person was, at least for me. I didn't know what the hell was going on, and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, now things are a little bit uh, more clear uh, uh, to what I could tell. And what has un- what has happened over the last 24 hours is um, the suspect is now coming out. Well, let's just go back a bit. When this happened, of course, everybody jumped on and said, oh my gosh, this is the radical right. They want guns and they want violence in the country. Typical typical right wing. He's probably they're white. They're anti-gay. They're anti-this. Yeah, they're anti-gay. Look at this. Oh my gosh. Never mind the other shootings of, of everyone else that doesn't fit our narrative. But look at this, right? Well, it turns out that the suspect is non-binary and uses they-them pronouns according to their attorney. Yeah. Yep, turns out he's a lefty. Turns out he's a lefty. And it was also Oh, go ahead. And CNN uh has been misgendering him and committing <laughs> violence themselves. And oh. they claim that he's not actually non-binary. Um oh. and they say that they those are made up. Pronouns are made up. They don't know not not a quote, but they're oh. basically 
you know, when it doesn't fit their narrative, it's bullshit. But when it, when it's, you know, it's just absolutely bogus. So they're being called out heavily on this. And I think I haven't confirmed it myself, but there were people saying, actually, he's been non-binary or whatever since he was a teenager. So this isn't like they're doing it as a defense just to um, have the defense of, hey, I'm gay. This isn't a hate crime or whatever. Um, Or I don't know if he's gay or whatever, but he's non-binary, whatever the hell that is. And and, um, I just think it's an interesting thing happening with that. So, of course, right away, uh, we're not going to go deep into this, but there was another mass shooting in Texas. At Walmart by a disgruntled manager who opened that was fire. In Virginia. Oh, it was in Virginia. Sorry, thank you. Dis- but there was a there was another there was a shooting, I believe, in in Texas. There there's been two. There's been two shootings yesterday. Yesterday. Oh my gosh! So it's just like yeah. they keep pushing forward. Throw this one in the dust. Look at the next one, and uh, it's They're just like, distract, horrific. distract. We gotta have another shooting because it turns yeah. out this guy's one of ours. Yeah, and I think that's because of the brainwashing techniques that are used in order to have somebody who's mentally unstable do these sort of things. I honestly believe it's kind of like an MK Ultra thing through social media uh, yeah, and yeah. through each other, where. Um, but the the one in Virginia was a Walmart employee. Yeah, uh, it's like a manager, a Walmart manager, yeah. who had apparently brought his gun to work. And yeah. shot, I think, six employees or something like that. I heard five deaths. I heard ten deaths. I heard, like, a bunch of employees injured in the break room and fatally but, wounded as well. Right. But I think that, you know, this go because I think Republicans on some level have been pushing for, you know, people in the workplace should be able to conceal carry to work to protect themselves. Heck right? yeah. You ability to protect yourself at work and now they're trying to use this as oh well look at this employee he was carrying to work and he killed a bunch of people you know um they're just they're using this push to uh restrict our freedoms even more to go after our guns and you know that's what they're going to continue they're going to continue to do this yeah and I- until they push through their evil agenda and then it's just going to be a matter of it'll be up to the states on what they're going to do yeah. You know, states like Montana have already, you know, been very clear on their on where they stand with this. They've already told their law enforcement officers in the state that they are not to enforce any federal gun laws that are unconstitutional. Which is arguably all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all it, right. It's 100% all of them. <clears throat> Let's move on. I don't want to stick on this sore subject nope. of, of death and dis- despair. It's just... Nope. I actually, didn't, I actually was debating even putting that in there, but it's kind of uh, big, a big story. Yeah. The world news that we have, it's not... It's really nothing more than just kind of a headline readers. Okay. We've got huge swaths of Ukraine without power and water after new Russian strikes. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Russia's pushing forward, and they're knocking out the infrastructure in Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, continuously, just absolutely... They're they're annihilating them. I mean, we, this is we all knew that they were going to at some point. This is just the culmination of that, and the Ukraine doesn't have enough um money or supplies apparently because what we've been sending them hasn't been making it over there they can't fight back so. oh my God. um but the uk is gonna fix it all 
Oh. The UK is sending helicopters to Ukraine for the first time. First time in quotes. First time, yeah. <laughs> they're sending, apparently they've sent them money, but they've never actually sent equipment. So now they're sending, I believe, 10 helicopters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been, they've trained 10 sets of crew crew oh, members wow. and from Ukraine. And they're sending 10,000 rounds of ammunition. Oh, the war machine continues. This is disgusting. It is. Um, Not that I really think it's going to make much difference, honestly. Ten helicopters and 10,000 rounds of ammunition, comparatively speaking, when it comes to war, I can't imagine it's going to have that great of an effect. 10,000 rounds? Yeah. I think, I mean, some of the listeners here have more rounds than that. Right, some people have more than that in their their own private collections. <laughs> That's like and, yes, you could use that up uh, in a matter of two hours. I really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really not going to make a dent. I mean, what? That's almost like yeah. insultingly low. Okay, it is. But this is just enough to keep this war trickling. Yeah, that's really all they need is Ugh. they needed to look apparent. But you know, other than that. That's pretty much what's happening on the war front as far as that is concerned. Yeah, and we always talk about the First Amendment and how great our country could be if things were ran correctly. Um, But in other countries, they're not so lucky. A draft law has been submitted to the Varkhovna Rada, the Ukrainian parliament, on increasing penalties for publishing information about fire damage to infrastructure facilities and government bodies in Ukraine. So if you're a journalist and you're reporting on the war, well, you're going to be punished accordingly because there's no First Amendment. So you have no right to speak about what's going on, even if it's true, because they don't want you to be talking about that. They want to control the narrative, okay? Hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. Yep, that's really how it is. Yeah, and they want to do that here. And this is exactly what the First Amendment's for here. It's to put the government in check so we could say they're useless when they're being useless and they're wrong when they're being wrong um, without being persecuted. Yep. Anyway. And if they manage to take it away, which they, you know, from all intents and purposes, it appears that they have. Yeah. Then, um, you know, this is what we're going to end up with eventually. Yeah. Maybe not right away, but eventually. Mm-hmm. And then we've got even more restrictions of our freedoms. Um, I'm going to just kind of move on, but Please. you've got the, uh, in health, the WHO pandemic treaty is in the final stages and would overrule the U.S. Constitution and unleash, unleash medical dictatorship. Um, from all intents and purposes, I've seen conflicting reports that Joe Biden has actually signed this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't verified that myself, so I don't know if that's true. But I believe he has, or he's plans on doing so shortly. And if he does, but, this is going to be another thing. I think that states are going to have to push back on and say, "No, this is not anything that actually affects us, legally speaking." Um, yeah. So fuck off. Part well, of my and French. anything. Anything that is that goes against the U.S. Constitution is pretty much, you know, null and void right away. Like it's unconstitutional. And, yeah. Um, but here's the thing: is and and they come out and they say, and here where was this part of this? I think this will attribute to more division. You know, this just if if every state gets this divided because things like this start coming down the pipeline, we really mm-hmm. we will have. A divided country and have to have uh 
well, our right. our states are going to have to take take control and figure things out, and it's it could get ugly. Yeah, it really is. It could get very ugly. Um, but they're talking about the next pandemic, and they're talking mm-hmm. about, well, we don't want to lock people down during the next pandemic, so we're going to put this through. And yeah, I know, right? We're going to put this through. And this way, you you just don't have to show your vaccine passport to go anywhere. You you can travel freely if oh you follow our rules. It's I, like no, it doesn't work like that. I got my I got my globalist help. I got my um I got my uh, globalist ID to move freely. Oh, you did right here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, kidding. exactly. The problem is is and, and I'll bring this up because yeah. people need to be talking about this too. They can succeed at doing this, whether it's constitutional in the United States or not. They might not be mm. able to force citizens to get vaccines and mandates and all of that stuff. You're they right. can keep you locked down. Because all they need is all the other countries to force compliance. Well. And, and so let's people... say you you want to go to Canada. And Canada's like, well, we need to see your WHO all right. passport. And you're like, well, I don't have one because I'm an American and it's unconstitutional. They're like, well, you can't come to Canada then. Right. Oh, On well, let's front. try it. Yeah, they have some leverage and and coercion there. Yes, in America, what they can't force it, but things might look. Yeah, they can't force it on everybody. I'm not going to comply with anything that's unconstitutional, and that's a fact. They're going to try to make things difficult. Well, you can't work here. Businesses, private businesses, could do the same thing. Andrea, right? Well, we require it as a company policy. Okay, well, fuck you then. Pardon my French. Yeah, but you're going to have some sheeple that just say. Well, you know, I wanted to get an ice cream out this place, and they said that I had to do it, so I just did it. So you're going to get people that volunteer voluntarily give their yes. rights away. Yes. And that's their right, but uh, it's going to put problem, all of us in a weird position. When, um, when any one of us voluntarily gives our own rights away, we're voluntarily giving... The rights of others away as well. I had this conversation with somebody and I really pissed the, that person off. Well, and better be pissed off. No wonder I haven't, sp- I haven't spoken to him since then. Mm. But he's like, and this person was, you know, talking about the vaccine their employer was requiring it. Mm. And I said, you don't have to get it. He's like, yes, I do. Because if I don't, my, my employer's going to fire me. I go, then let him fire you. He's like, and he goes, do what? He's like, I'm a couple of years out from retirement. He's like, I can't afford to lose my job. I can't afford to start over in my career, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to have to take this vaccine. I go, do you want the vaccine? He's like, well, I wouldn't take it if it wasn't being forced on me. I said, then don't take it. Well, I have to. He's like, I'm not going to go without a job. I'm like, so you're willing to give up your right, your freedoms Mm -hmm. for your job? Well, yeah, because I have to. Like, no, you don't have to. Wait, do you realize that by giving your freedoms away, you're also giving my freedoms away? I'm like, don't I get a say in that? And he's like, well. And I'm like, what do you have to say? I'm like, you're obviously okay with giving my freedoms away. By voluntarily giving yours away, you're saying that it's okay to take mine away from me because Mm -hmm. you're more important than me. And he just sat there and looked at me. And I'm like, it's such a, this is a difficult decision. And I think a lot of people listening, including myself, had to face this kind of thing in some way or another. 
And a lot of us lost our jobs. A lot of us lost our careers, including myself. And it's a hard decision to make, but I think that's the difference between being a coward and being somebody who has less fear and really has a lot of uh, gumption. And it's sad. I honestly see that person as a coward. They are a coward. They are 100% a coward. I may have thrown that in there, too. I'm not sure. I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings. It's a difficult decision to make, but let's face it. You know, when I weigh the options, it's pretty obvious to me. Maybe he just doesn't know all the facts that he could possibly not have any job at all because he faces death because of the adverse effects. I told him him that. He goes, well, his, his struggle is, well, I guess it's a risk I have to take. What an idiot. I guess if I die, it won't matter if I have a job or not. Well, smart, smart people, huh? <laughs> yeah, and this is this is how we've gotten into the situation that we've gotten ourselves into, is because people are so willing to give up their freedoms and their rights for that little bit of comfort. Sad. So sad. So do you want to read the second to last one or jump to the last? Um, because... I think it's important to note All because right, they're going to push this. Uh, Biden is cutting Medicare benefits through Inflation Reduction Act. So this isn't a super long article. Let's get so it. two economists reported Tuesday in a Wall Street Journal op-ed that President Joe Biden is cutting Medicare benefits through the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which cuts payments for prescription drugs to seniors. Uh, mm. This was by Casey Mulligan and Thomas Phillipson. President Biden has accused Republicans of scheming to cut Medicare. In fact, it is his signature legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act, that will lead to benefit cuts and premium increases for seniors. Medicare's popular drug coverage program is headed for a painful amputation. The private plans participating in Medicare's prescription drug program, known as Part D, currently draw three sources of revenue to finance prescriptions, out-of-pocket payments from patients, premium payments made by plan members, and subsidies from the, the federal government. In 2025, under the Inflation Reduction Act, both government subsidies and out-of-pocket payments by patients are scheduled to be cut sharply. Mm-hmm. The difference will have to be made up by premiums. The statute inhibits this third revenue source, which is also subsidized from increasing more than 6%. That's hardly enough to cover inflation, let alone compensate for the other two revenue losses. We estimate the beginning in 2025 plan subsidies, specifically the reinsurance subsidies, Mm-hmm. For the beneficiaries with the most drug spending will be cut thirty mm-hmm. billion dollars out of revenue that currently totals about one hundred and ten billion. Oh my god! Thirty billion less to finance prescription benefits. Something will have to give. Plans currently have far too little profit to span the chasm, and the Inflation Reduction Act opens between expenses and revenues. That's more than a quarter. Is, yeah, Biden has claimed to want to cut the cost of prescription drugs like insulin, despite canceling in his first few weeks of office an executive order by Donald Trump to lower the prices of insulin and epinephrine. He and his party also claimed during the midterm elections that Republicans want to eliminate Social Security and Medicare, since Senator Rick Scott wants to reauthorize all federal spending at regular intervals. So I think what we're going to see is our, our seniors. Pay the price for this. And, and they already are. 
I know a lot of seniors in my community. It's mostly retired folks. And I'll tell you what, they don't have these cushy lives of being retired. A lot of them work till the day they die. A lot of them get a few hundred dollars here and there and struggle to make ends meet, could barely afford their bills, no extra stuff, no extra money to do anything fun. And it's just terrible. I look at these situations and I hear them talk about it and they're just like, oh yeah, this and that. Some of them are doing very well. And, you know, there's rich people too, but I'm just saying majority of them, it's just a terrible system and they're making it worse by doing this. That's for sure. Cut by a quarter. That's going to do a lot of damage over, over one, over 25%. And, and that, that price is going to get passed on to seniors is what's going to happen. Of course. And it is not, despite what they are saying, I don't care what they come out and say, it is not the Republicans who are doing this. It is Joe Biden who signed that in with the Inflation Reduction Act, pure and simple. And um, Social Security is most likely also going to see cuts and stuff to it, too, because that's the one thing that they do. They they leave the um, when they took Social Security and they made it a general put it into the general fund. Mm -hmm. It became their personal piggy bank, their slush fund. They do whatever they want with it. They take money out of it wherever they want. And our seniors are the ones that pay for that. This is why this is what happens when you allow government to take control of stuff. Yeah. Because they were they started this originally and just to, this is a little bit of history. Mm -hmm. Originally because they wanted all Americans to have a retirement plan. And not all Americans were buying into a retirement plan and so they're like, "Well, we're going to take it out of your paycheck and we're going to the government's going to take care of it for you. Everybody's going to have retirement. We're going to make the American dream last forever." And everybody's going to have retirement. So we're going to take it out of your paycheck automatically. You don't get a choice. We're just automatically taking it out. We're going to put it in the Social Security Fund. And then when you retire, that money is sitting there guaranteed for you. Doesn't work like that. The government is like, oh, we have money sitting here. I would like to use it somewhere else. So let's roll it over into the general fund, which is exactly what they did at some point, probably with legislation and uh, that nobody knew about. Um and that's where it's been ever since. And yeah. so anytime they decide that they need more money, they need more slush funds, they pull it from Social Security. Mm -hmm. And our seniors get less and less and less and less. You know, um, a yeah. lot of seniors, they get a couple hundred dollars a month. And I that know. is their only income. That's There's some people that literally all they get is like 800 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. That's not even enough to cover rent for most people. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it's tough. And then add on the whole health crisis that we face and all this. And it's just, yeah. this is sick, man. Really is sick. Yeah. Um, I'm not relying on that system. I'll tell you that. Ooh. I'm like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to be a millionaire to make this work. <laughs> yeah. You know, they send out these little statements to you after you've been working for so long. Um, mm -hmm. They used to send them out more frequently. They don't as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but they send them out to you and they say, okay, well, if you retire and it shows you based on what you're, what you've paid into there, they project out what you're going to keep doing. Right. They have mathematical equations for that. Mm -hmm. And they say, if you retire at this age, this is what your monthly payment will be. If you retire at this age, this is what your monthly payment will be. Mm -hmm. And they give you a couple of different options and stuff like that. Um, I'm like, I, I look at that and I'm like, you're right. By the time I retire or become retirement age, there won't be social security. It'll be gone. Right. right. Yeah. What are you going to pay so me? So if with? you're, 
because if you're banking on social security you might want to think twice yeah have a plan b there and uh get do what you can financially to strategically get things in order yeah um easier said than done but it is you know we gotta think about these things um I think that's a good place to end it since we're running out of time and there's nothing nothing great here. There is a ton of news, though, don't get me wrong. Every single day we probably have two shows worth of news at least or more, but we only have an hour this morning to share with you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you guys want to join our private social network, you can for free at www.socialredpill.com. We'd love to see you there. You can share things and participate in the community fun. Keep... um keep tabs on what's going on with the social red pill red pill project you could send messages to josh and myself and contact us and andrea and uh, we'd love to see you there www.socialredpill.com if you want to support what we do here on morning coffee and the other shows and other projects we have in the works support things like travel and equipment costs and all this you could do a donation at our give send go campaign using the website www.redpills.tv slash go and we're doing really great over there we've raised quite a bit of money and I appreciate all you guys for donating um, it's going well and we appreciate you going over there and doing a donation here or there it does help us tremendously without you guys this none of this would be happening you know unfortunately Big Pharma doesn't write us million dollar checks to spread fake news so we've got to rely on each other in order in order to get by and uh, thank you guys for supporting decentralized news and media and on the weekends, just plain, pure, good entertainment. We appreciate you. Hope you all enjoy your holidays. Um, tomorrow and Friday, Morning Coffee will not be aired live, um, but we will, as of now, have the Daily Dose. And, and uh, we do have an episode Friday night uh, with Joshua Reed for Conversations on the Fringe. So tune in. I hope you guys have been tuning in to uh, Josh's radio show, Dark to Light Podcast. Uh, Jim Price has been doing a great job filling in for Josh here and there, and Josh was there yesterday. But it's a great show. If you guys want more news and breakdowns, you could go to wherever you get your podcast and listen to the Dark to Light show for free. And so get on that and leave your comments and show your love for Josh over there on his radio show that airs live on WYSL radio in New York. It's a good show. I love it. And just the production and the music. I just love the radio. It's fun. Um, it's a good show. So check that out. Andrea, do you want to leave with a parting message for the red pill family here this morning? Um, I would just say, you know, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And I hope that, um, you all take the time to, be grateful for the small things that we have in life because we can't forget about those and uh, be safe, be healthy, be happy mm-hmm. and uh, just enjoy your holiday weekend. Well said. Thank you, Andrea. I appreciate you. We've had one hell of a week and it's time to enjoy our holiday weekend, but we will be back before you guys know it. I will have a Saturday show as well. And uh, so I look forward to seeing you guys then with Jim Bob Oval Shorts for an episode of Makes You Think. So tune into that. Y'all take care. Uh, thank you for the people who donated. Uh, USMC Sergeant donated seven ice cream and four lemons. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. I'm very thankful for that. So uh, God bless you all. Have a great holiday. Take care. Godspeed. Thank you.